Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you here on a Friday morning. Glad we're starting off your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Joel, you still doing the Strange Brew at home thing right now? I, I am, but you know, I have had, I'm now down to two, three Brew Me Fords, Brew It Fords, <laughs> Brew Me Fords. Oh, that couldn't carry you. O- over at uh, Strange Brew, Very and nice. uh, I've started to work my way through those. Um, you thank you to all you kind folks out you there. You can't go wrong. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got Strange Brew on the east side of town, Strange Brew at my house on the west side of town. Wherever I go, I brew. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you brew. <laughs> there it is. Well, that's good stuff. And, of course, let's not forget about our good friends over at Churn and Spoon. Valentine's Day. Hey, it's just about a month away, guys, and you know what that means. You got to take some care of your of your of your lady. I'm just saying, an ice cream cake. You could you you could do a lot worse. Nobody nobody ever nobody ever shot a man who was giving them an ice cream cake. Is what I'm just saying. I haven't researched that, but I'm going to go ahead and confirm it. It feels like it's solid in its premise. <laughs> so. Avoid getting shot this Valentine's Day. Go to Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Our good friends at College Corner know that right now is the time for you to start. Hey, we, we got some news today that the SEC baseball schedule looks like it's going to proceed as normal, which means we're not too far away from the first pitch at Duny Noble Field. If you're going to be there, be there in a brand new M over S maroon and white gear. College Corner can take care of that for you. Two locations in the Jackson area serve you. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Do it today. Get yourself some brand new maroon and white gear. This time of year, it's just, it's just getting started. Your, your business is about to take off if you give a phone call to Advantage Business Systems. Let's upgrade your technology. And It's the year 2021. Why do you still have technology from 2001? Why are you still using the same computers and the same document management software and, and email solutions? It's a new era of business. Get involved with it with Advantage Business Systems. Call them today and find out how they can put their expertise to work for you. That number is 844 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Joel T. Woo! Not a lot to talk about today. Let's let's start with this basketball game. This is a big game. Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt on the road, 12 o'clock noon tip uh, for the Bulldogs and the Commodores. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's such an interesting thing. Used to be really good. Like year in, year out, you could sort of count on Vanderbilt to be near the top of the SEC. And now, for like the past five years, they've been the worst team in the conference. Yeah, and, and that you know they're four and four right now. Um, beyond Scotty Pippen Jr., there's not a whole lot on this on this basketball team now. He is really, really good. He's averaging 22 points a game. He's their leading assist man. He's their leading steals man. Shooting uh, 46% from the field, 37% for three, 81% from the line. 
I mean, it's not surprised. Obviously, the jeans are good. They kind of sound a little bit like when you put it that way, like they're not very good, but he is. Yeah, a little bit like Ole Miss with Brian Tyree in the Something past. Something like that. Like if he has the big night, you're in loads yeah. of trouble. Yeah, but if he doesn't, you're probably in good shape. Yeah. Brian Tyree, of course, had plenty of good nights against Mississippi State. I don't think anybody's more happy to see Brian Tyree not at Ole Miss anymore than Ben Howland. <laughs> I may ask him about that. Like, Coach, how pleased are you that Brian Tyree's not there anymore? Um, but this Vandy team, I mean, they're just not very impressive on paper. Uh, you know, they've, they've lost some games this year. They've lost to Richmond, to Davidson by 20 points, and they're 0-2 to start off a conference play, although they did get a – they, they, they had Kentucky on the ropes a little bit. They just couldn't put, put, them, put them away. Sort of the same thing as Mississippi State. And then they lose on, uh, on Tuesday, uh, 77-74. They have, that's only their second conference game because they are not part of the uh, Big 12 challenge. So they are uh, you know, behind where Mississippi State and, uh, and others are. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. You know, the process of rolling the ball back up the hill has started for Mississippi State. They got a good push. Wednesday or Tuesday night against Missouri. This feels like an opportunity to, to get another good one here. If I mean they're going to be if they're three and one after four games in the conference, that's not anywhere you and I would have had them uh, back in, in in November. No, not at all. Um, I go back to what I said when this team was three and three, and you asked me where I was on them, and I told you that I know they're three and three, but I think they're better than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And I still, I mean, we've seen nothing that makes me think otherwise. Um, they really, they're, they're what, seven and four overall now? Is that four, right? Uh, four and four. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm talking, I'm talking state here. Yeah, yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, state seven and four overall now, and, and really could make an argument. And I, I know you can play this game multiple different ways. I get it, but you can make an argument they could have won every game except for the Liberty game, right? Where Liberty's just shooting. 90% from three-point range. I know it wasn't 90%, but it was very it was Something like that, yeah. Um, and so it's a really good basketball team that every single time they go out, they have a chance to win. Um, Mississippi State is, has really impressed me with what they are right now. And uh, they, they go up to Vanderbilt, and, and they have what really is maybe one of the more talented uh, backcourts in, in the SEC with, with the way Iverson and, and DJ Stewart have played. And then if, if Tolu Smith comes back around to how he was how he was playing during non conference play, I mean state can can beat anyone they really can, and uh, so yeah Vanderbilt you, you now have another opportunity you have a good chance you feel like to get that ball closer and closer back to the top and uh, try try and build some momentum in, inside your program and get the fans excited again and, and things of that nature but. Yeah, I kind of like where Mississippi State is right now. You, you kind of kick yourself if, a little bit because you feel like you should be three and zero in the conference, given the Kentucky thing. But yeah. you would have sure taken two and one in your first three if you'd been offered that prior to the Georgia game, and here you are. And so now you know you play Vanderbilt on the road. It feels like a winnable game, which is you know can sometimes be a trap for Mississippi State, you know, these past couple of years under 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 Ben Howland. But I feel like pretty conf- I feel pretty confident State's going to walk away with the win. And then it's just sort of what we talked about the other day that, you know, it's just you know, what we two more games before you play Ole Miss, split them, you know, Texas A&M Florida, split them. They're both at home. You should have an opportunity to win. But if you could split them after winning this game, you you got your next chance to go over the hill 
with Ole Miss. Let's go look a little. Let's look a little bit back at, at, at Tuesday night, and you know, no Javion Davis. I thought was was interesting. Howland had to go a little bit more to a three guard lineup. I thought it was very successful, and honestly, that that strikes me as the kind of of attack Mississippi State should be using because that's where their strength is. I think. Yeah, well, they talk all the time about stretching the floor out and, and things of that nature. I mean, you, you allow uh, allow your shooters to shoot, I guess, a little more, and and you're going to see a lot more of that over the next couple of games with, with Davis out, I think. So um, the key here is I think you've seen a little bit of growth out of Davon Smith, so you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, early in the year, he was not an offensive threat at all, but but since Georgia, he, you can – Early in the year, my first thought was like he, he looks like a more polished Gary Irvin. He's just going to pass. He can drive. But you're not going to get much out of him offensively. These past couple of games, you've seen some offensive, especially the Georgia game. Yeah. You've seen some offense out of him. Yeah, you, you see maybe not super, superstar, but you see potential there yeah. where he can do multiple things for you so you feel comfortable doing it uh, is, is what I'm trying to say. He is uh, – he's played well. Um Cam Matthews has played well off the bench. Yeah. I know it's not really <laughs> building on the three-guard lineup that you were talking about a minute well, ago. he's but, a guy who can play the three, though. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know he's, 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 not a, he's definitely not a, a true uh, four or anything like that. And he, he can handle a little bit. He can bring the ball up the court. He just needs to get better as a shooter. We talked about Smith and his offensive game evolving a little bit. Matthews is another guy that needs to, to evolve his game a little bit more, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you just feel like as this season goes on, those two in particular, Smith and Matthews, are going to get better and better. And I think the rest of guys, State's guys are, are really solid. I mean, we all know Abdul Dew's one of the best defenders in the conference. Uh, Tolu Smith, he is more than filling up his end of the bargain. You know, you and I talked about who can replace the production of, of Perry and Woodard he's coming in this it. year. So he, he's, he's sure pulling his share of the weight. And, and Stewart and, and Molinar are – combined helping carry the rest of it a little bit i mean state's really doing what what they needed to do to to have i I guess i don't know what the ceiling of this season was coming in Mm -hmm. i really don't i I don't know if if tournament if that's a realistic option or not for this team coming into the year or not but uh anyway they're doing what they need to do to to reach the peak of what this season can be for them yeah yeah that this team might be playing at, at its ceiling right now. This might be as good as this team is capable of playing, especially the second half against Missouri. I don't see how they, they can play much better than that. Matthews is such an interesting guy, too. What was the comment I made? Uh, could be the new Brandon Vincent. Yeah. He's just all defense and rebounding. <laughs> Any points you get out of him are just that. But you know what, though? You, we make that joke, but State's been looking for that guy since Brandon Vincent left in 2004. A glue guy, defensive stopper, physical presence, does the dirty work, and then can get you the occasional garbage bucket. State just hasn't had that guy very much. They had Rockwest Johnson for for a little bit, you know, but they haven't had that guy. And I think that guy is important to to being a successful basketball team. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you you have. I feel like you hear all the time about guys coming off the bench that are instant offense, mm-hmm. and you don't ever hear enough about guys that come off can just be instant defense for you. Yeah. And he can he could absolutely be one of those those type players. He had a couple steals within a few minutes of coming in on Tuesday night. I mean, yeah, you're you're not. That's an interesting point. Instant defense is something you never hear that. It's like kilter. You never hear yeah. it. It's, it's like juvenated. Um, and then you know the stars on this team: Molinar, Stewart, and you've already mentioned Tolu Smith. 
they're playing at the right levels. You know, this is where you want those guys. You want them playing. I mean, Molinar is probably playing above what we thought, but Stewart is where we thought he would be. And Tolu Smith is sort of where we said he needed to be. It's an interesting thing that, like, I don't think we would have predicted that they were doing what they're doing, but they're doing what we what Mississippi State needs them to do. The only player that maybe is playing below what I expected, and it's my own fault probably Mm because he's a true freshman. I don't know what Smith Smith Davon, and 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 he's starting to get to the point to where it's not so much that. But coming into the year, I think I, I kind of personally probably put too much on him like he needed to be come in and be superstar from day one kind of thing for this team to be um be at its best and that probably wasn't fair to think that he would do that i mean he's a good player what four-star yeah. guy but to, yeah, to expect him, rated guy yeah I, I don't know if it was fair to expect what i was expecting out of him coming into the year so yeah. that's more on me than on him yeah i would i never know what to expect from Let's put it like this. In, in football, if you're a high four-star guy, you're still probably a really, really good pro- – you're probably an instant impact kind of guy. And you can be a star, you know. But in basketball, you know, the five-star guys are the guys who are going to be, you know, NBA guys. They're for sure lottery pick almost NBA guys. Or at least that's their talent level. And then once you get into the four-stars, it's just different. You know, there, there are some four-stars that never do anything. And Mississippi State recruited a whole bunch of them. You know, Schneider Harrard was the highest rated guy in that class a few years back. Uh, Mario Kegler, you know, uh, I can't even remember his name. Eli, what was his last name? Eli. Wasn't that his first name? I, I'm going to sound. I'm, he I'm was gonna a be guard. Dumb. He transferred to St. John's. Oh, Lord, I'm going to be dumb here. Oh, you're going to make me look it up. I mean, you're, you're, well, you're, I could look it up. I've got a device too today. I mean,. What was his name? I gotta, I gotta know the answer now. Uh, let's see here. Cause this is that's Howland's first class. <laughs> so the next year, here we go. Any second, right? Eli Wright. Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, I was like, I knew his name was Eli. Yeah, look the top. Look at this class. The top three guys were Schneider. Gosh, I mean, it just goes to show how irrelevant he was here. Yeah, Schneider, Harrard, Mario Kegler, and Eli Wright ranked. They were high four star guys. Not these, these aren't, you know, like when you look at football for recruiting, like a 91, 92, 98, 97, 96. I mean, I will say with Kegler, three, you, they you, saw some flash, you saw some flashes out of Kegler. Well, Kegler had here. some off the, off the court issues for sure. Harrard, though, I mean, never did anything. And he was rated as the number 47 player in the country coming out of high school. Eli Wright was the number 80 player in the country out of high school. The best players out of that class. Or the next three, Tyson Carter, Lamar Peters, and Abdul Adu, all four stars themselves, but at least they lived up to it. By the way, that, that class is just – State signed that class, and people were like, they're going to be back in the Final Four in two years, and that didn't happen. But anyway. Uh, I can't believe you and I, neither one could think of who Eli Wright was. I mean, but you, but but you I, made the points. Like, that's how irrelevant he was yeah. to Mississippi State. So, with Smith, you know, Smith is in that same uh, sort of area that Kegler and Wright were in, I think. I think he's like a – in the top 100 players, but so far so good for him, you know. And and state's not asking it. That, that's the maybe that's part of the difference is state wanted those guys to come in and be immediate contributors because they didn't have anybody. You know, they had lost Ware and Thomas and Sword and and Rockwell or not Rockwell, uh, Travis Daniels and all those guys. And Malik was gone. They don't have to do that with Davon Smith. 
So, you know, that's probably a huge boost to him that it's not – they're not putting the kind of pressure of, oh, go out there and win us the game, true freshman. You know, you've got guys around you. And then DJ Stewart, to me, has been – you know, I spent the first couple of weeks talking about him like, I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's ready to be the guy. He's ready to be the guy. Yep. He really is. And, and Molinar is ready to be it with him. I mean, th- those two, man, they have been yeah. something else. I mean – did you uh, did you go back and wa- rewatch the highlights from the Missouri game? I have not. No. You should go back and watch this for one reason, because just to hear the noises that Damian Fishback was making <laughs> while this run was going on, every time I was like, "Ooh, oh!" And he he made a comment. He said, "When uh, you know Stewart after he hit a bunch of shots, then Molar hits one. He says Batman and Robin is in full effect right now." <laughs> and I was like, "That's sort of what we got here. You yeah. got, but the the thing is." Either one of them can take the cow. Yeah. I mean, either one of them can be Batman on the given night. And then you got Tolu Smith, who's just sort of, you know, see the red hood, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but keep the analogy going. But he's doing the dirty work. I mean, he's basically getting you a double double almost every night out. So I, I'm I'm sort of on your on board with you that this team is better than their record is, but they've got to find a way to win some more games. They, you know, that's they they need in these next three games, to go 2-1 and one, and then to beat Ole Miss. And at that point, what would you be? Let's say if that happens, right, you would be 5-2, and 6-2 and two in the conference. At that point, if you drop a couple, nobody's going to be really surprised. You know, And those next two games, like we said, are at Tennessee and at Alabama. If you drop those two, everybody's like, okay, it's, well, you know, it's, it's supposed to happen. And you just figure it out from there. Yeah. they got to win. they got to win these next couple of games, though. Yeah. Start, starting, starting Saturday. Uh, you, you got a player to watch? Uh, I mean, I, t- to me, it's that it, it's that front court duo. Again. I mean, that that back court duo again. I mean, it just Iverson and DJ when, when they, man, when they are on and, and look on, they don't have to do what they did in the second half against Missouri. That's just in fuego. You know, I, you can't expect that every time out. But when they are as productive as they can be, um, man, teams are going to have a tough time beating beating those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then if you get any, if they do that and you get anything out of, out of Tolu, which he's proven that he's probably going to be a double digits, would be somewhere around a double double for you. I mean, this really is it's tough to see, to circle one guy on this team. Yeah, it really is a, an instance of of where the uh, it, the sum of the parts thing, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it, they they're all pretty good. Any of them can beat you on any given night, and they really are a team. Yeah. I know that's so sports cliche, but no, no, it really correct, does feel though. like everything kind of works together. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe like if if you circle an X factor or something, maybe it's like Jalen Johnson because if he goes out and gives you fifteen or something, yeah. then you're probably blowing out whoever you play because everybody else has been somewhat consistent. If you're you're almost guaranteed to win games, and I know the Kentucky game is an outlier to this, but well, no, it's not because Tolu Smith didn't have double digits. If those four guys are all in double digits, you're going to win. I mean, it just feels only unless they're just all at ten, but it, it feels almost like that's it's a given at that point. If you get those four guys in double digits, you're going to win the basketball game. Uh, Tolu Smith is the guy for me. You know, Vanderbilt not great down the post. Dylan Dissu has been pretty good this year. He's averaging twelve and nine a game, but I, I feel like I feel like if anybody took anything from the Kentucky game, it was Tolu Smith because he got pushed around and he was much better uh, against uh, Missouri. And you know, Tillman's a, a good post player and he, he held his own against him so I, I feel like Tolu Smith is, is probably going to get good for another double-double in this one I'll take the Bulldogs to win 
We'll see how that feels. Haven't done it all year, I don't think. Uh, we'll see how that feels. Yeah, I'll take the stake to win 75-65. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, that sounds about. You and I are right about the same uh, point differential. I was going to say, I was going to say like eighty seventy um, kind of deal. So yeah. I, it does feel like a, about a ten point. Yeah, it feels like state should win by double difference. digits. I don't know what the line on this. They don't release those until day of the game. So, but that's where I am. All right, let's move on into football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who want to remind you that you know if you've got something you want to cook, and it came from the cow, well, buddy, they got you taken care of over there. I mean. It's really been something, by the way, for me. You know, I, I was in Welcome Home Beef when they first brought this sponsorship uh, with us. You know, I was in there, and they had the, the one room, and it was basically just like a they had a desk. And, you know, you knew there was a cooler in the back, but that was really all they had. Go in there now. And yeah. it's, you know, big coolers, like a little full of steak. mini grocery store and kind of feel. Basically, it's like it's, it feels like a real butcher shop in there. And then, you know, they're just continuing to add stuff. They've got the food truck. They've got the ready meals. It's been fun to watch them grow. You guys have been a big part of that through us here at Thunder and Lightning. We appreciate that, and, and Welcome Home Beef appreciates you. So, appreciate it. Let's, let's all appreciate each other with the gift of meat. Go up there today. Call them today. Go to the website or get, and get yourself some locally sourced grain-fed beef, the best steak you'll ever have. I promise you that. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whatever you're going to grab from them, I promise you one thing. It just tastes good. All right, no more news on the Zach Arnett front, but I will say this, Joel. South Carolina was here in Starkville to talk to him. He's on the Texas hot board. He's on the Notre Dame hot board. It feels sort of inevitable, right? It feels like just, there's just too many nets for him to <laughs> pass then, through. And then if Texas hires somebody and takes somebody away from some other big right. program, then that when he's probably going to be on their hot I will board. say this, that the, the, the hot rumor for Texas is that they might get Pete Golding from Alabama. I don't think that would work because Saban's not going 335. Yeah. And he's already got Charlie Strong on as one of his analysts. So you just bump him on. So that might be the way State gets out of this. What State needs to happen is this. This is the chain of events. They need Marcus Freeman to take the Notre Dame job over the LSU job, which is, you know, I would take the LSU job for two reasons. One, you're going to get a bigger salary from Freeman. Okay. I'll tell you why. It's all money. I'm going to get a bigger salary to start, and I'm going to get a big buyout when they fire Orgeron and everybody else next year. And then I can just go right back into the pool and find another job. Yeah, the the only thing there is you don't know what his personal situation is. Does he no. want to? Does he want to get to a spot where there is? I would tell some my wife, like, of... we're not even moving. You stay here. I'll just go get. I'll just go rent an apartment. <laughs> I'll just keep the house. We'll see what happens. Saw how that endeared Peter Sermon to everybody. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I would go in there and say like, if, if we're here in two years, I will bring the family down. <laughs> so, but it feels like you know Freeman. You know, if he chooses Notre Dame, and then Texas goes with Golding. Or, or anybody else, I don't know, then that's where State's going to end up. Uh, looking around at potential candidates, Don Brown's off the board. He's gone in Arizona. Derek Mason's off the board. He's headed to Auburn. What a weird situation for Auburn, by the way. Great defensive coach hire. Love Mason. Mike Bobo? What? This is one of those things, right? This is one of the things that make you go, what is it? There are only a couple of things a college football coach can do. To uh, to stop getting jobs, and they all tend to either involve like crime or racism. 
That's it. Anything else, and you could come back from it. Mike Bobo, here's what Mike Bobo did. He installed an offense that was terrible. Uh, he basically ran off a four-star productive quarterback because he wanted to play with his guy. And then he commits to Shane Beamer like, yeah, I'll stay another year. And nope, I'm going to Auburn. Oh, and by the way, he may cost South Carolina their five-star quarterback recruit because he may want to go play. Get, I don't know if that kid should be five stars or not, to be totally honest. like There should be like a question on the five-star questionnaire. Do you consider Mike Bobo a good coach and a good offensive co- coordinator? If they check yes, four stars. You take a star <laughs> off right there. <laughs> but Mike Bobo headed to Auburn. I just, whatever. Um, LSU, Notre Dame, Texas still open. Uh, looks like Grantham's going to survive at Florida, which I would not have guessed a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> would not have guessed that. Uh, neither would I. They fired uh, two coaches, including Ron English, who was here for a season. But it looks like Grantham will, will survive. I, I I'm amazed. How quickly do you think all this kind of gets settled? I mean, you got the the next signing day coming up, but I don't know if that matters anymore Doesn't because really you don't matter. have much yeah. left to feel anyway. The other thing to watch is Tennessee, uh, because yeah. if you've been if you were paying attention today, uh, Tennessee instituted a hiring freeze, so they can't hire any new assistant coaches. A hiring freeze, lowercase L for now. Lowercase F for hiring freeze. That could be coming uppercase F very soon, but. You got you get, you get the feeling that they are at this point. It's like you just showed up at Jeremy Pruitt's house with some boxes. Like, hey, just brought you some boxes in case you want to put stuff in them and put them on this truck and drive away and never come back. That's what it feels like at Tennessee. <laughs> like it, it, they've done everything but like you know show up and put a for sale sign in his house at this point. Um, but if that would be another you know, and Pruitt at that point Pruitt goes on the market, and again you know, I don't think Pruitt's a good head coach, but. If Arnett were to leave, I would definitely call Jeremy Pruitt and be like, you want to be in Mississippi State? And he did at one point. He just wanted to be the head man. But no new news, though. That's a lot of talking to tell you that there's no update. Unless yeah, Joel has some sources I, I don't know about. I mean, I don't, other than just, I mean, it, it is a, <laughs> what's the, the, the key phrase? It's a fluid situation. You know, it, things are things are changing. Things could happen at any moment, I guess. But there's just so much smoke, man. That, that, that's what I take away from all of it, is there's just, everywhere you look, apparently there's someone interested <laughs> in Arnett. And so that's not to say that he won't still be here. Um, it's just to say there are lots of threats for him not to be here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you were if you were putting odds on it, uh, as time goes on, his name keeps getting mentioned all these places, I mean, it seems like the odds are getting less and less that he's back. It's definitely going to be a situation, it's for sure, that even if you survive this and he's come back for one more year, that's going to be the end yeah. of that. I mean, and, and that said, like uh, there'll be some people if he leaves, it'll be upset at him about the whole nah. deal. You can't be upset at a man for for taking better job. If he takes a better job and takes more pay, guess what? All of you listening would, it would probably take a better job for more pay. I mean, exactly. it, you just exactly it's it, it's if you're an assistant if you're if your assistant coaches aren't getting poached, you've got bad assistant coaches. Yes. Simple and you that. probably have a bad team. Yeah, there's a reason Woody McCorvey was on staff from day one to the end for for uh, Sylvester Croom. You know, it's just simple as that. You know, look at the guys who did get poached: Stan Drayton, uh, Freddie Kitchens ended up being an NFL head coach. Brick Haley has had good jobs since then. I mean, they, they, they the good coaches got poached quickly; the rest did not. Uh, one of the guys who will not be at Mississippi State next year, though, is Marquis Spencer. He made it official; he's headed to the NFL draft. He of the of this. 
of this big three, we'll call them, Thompson, Jones, Spencer, to me he's the most NFL-likely guy. It really does feel that way. Cole Kublik, big fan of Marquis Spencer, said he was voted him first team All-SEC. I mean, it's high praise. Yeah. Uh, he, he really has kind of – and I, I kind of feel like he'd ever got – I guess recognized as of, much as he should have, and part of that's his own doing because he didn't want to talk to the media. He never spoke to the media. <laughs> I, I don't know how he's going to do in interviews because I have never spoken to him. Um, there was one spring, I think it was like two years ago, where he did one interview. Yeah. The other thing with him is, you know, he's just been overshadowed. You know, he he came in the same class as Jeff Simmons, and so Simmons sort of had him for the first three years. Then he was injured last year, so when he could have been a big star, and then you know this year. Uh, you know, has been good, but you know there was so much on Mike Leach and the offensive struggles. Nobody was really paying attention to the defense. But Spencer was really, really good for Mississippi State. We'll see where he gets drafted. I, th- I assume he'll be the next guy on that on the DLU uh, posters and graphics they like to put out. And then some other news being reported by uh, Gene. I'm sorry, by Steve Robertson of Gene's Page, our good friend and host. That MSU offensive lineman and Alabama transfer Scott Lashley is planning to come back. To Mississippi State, so that's good news. Uh, a guy who I think can help, you know, a guy who, in a run-first offense, looks like a really good right tackle. So in this offense, you got to figure he could slip inside and and play at guard. He's got long, the long wingspan, and we talked about him yesterday. He's got to put some stuff on film. Yeah, and this will be a good opportunity for him to do that. Yeah, he did. I mean, he didn't play just a ton when he was in Tuscaloosa, and didn't play at all last year in Starkville. So right, you, you want to, you know, be a professional football player. It sure helps if you're able to show somebody something and say, hey, I can play football. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, still waiting on official word from guys like Darian Parker, Greg Island, Kobe Jones himself. Uh, haven't heard the official word from that. All three guys are expected to make their decision to go to the NFL. Uh, and then from that point on, you can start start putting together that 2021 roster a, a little bit for Mississippi State. All right, Joel and I will be back with you Sunday You know. Afternoon, no, I guess it'll definitely be in the evening because we will be recapping MSU Ole Miss women's basketball uh, on that on on Sunday, which I will be sort of paying attention to while I'm at the hump, while I'm also watching the Saints uh, at the same time. And the Bears, uh, I, well, the, the the Bears are just sort of the victim in that situation, so I'm not that concerned with them. Uh, so we'll talk about that, and then of course, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the next few weeks. Hopefully, by maybe by Monday, we will have some clarity on what's happening with Zach Arnett. We'll have recruiting news. And, of course, anything else that pops up in the world of maroon and white. And if it's before you hear from us again, you can always just go to cowbellcorner.com. And, in fact, even if nothing does happen, I still would like for you to go to cowbellcorner.com. Yeah, just, just click com, it. That's all you ask. And then you can go somewhere else. Give give Joel 25 seconds of your day. That's all <laughs> No, you it's really like just two. Just go and leave if you want to. But if you want to stick around and read let's some get, stuff. Let's get one article clicked. Okay, that's fine. You, know, you don't have to read it. Just click it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're... Yeah. If you just want to click some other stuff, do that Feel free. too. <laughs> Guys, have a great weekend. First first real weekend of the new year. And I will be back with you on Sunday night. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.